Welcome to this special edition episode of Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. I am Jeff Wilson, and driving at the moment is Mr. James Whitlock. How are you, James? Hi, ho, neighbor. <laughs> yeah, thank you for driving, by the way. We are on our way out to the LA Film Festival for the world premiere of Manchild, the Shea Cotton story. We are pretty excited about it. Going to hopefully do some interviews after the film with Shay and uh, the director. Looking forward to this. It's a it's an interesting story. If you haven't heard episode 14 of the show, we had Shay on as a guest, and he was nice enough to hook us up with a few tickets to the, the premiere. So we are on our way, sitting in traffic on our way to Culver City from, from beautiful Long Beach, California. So... Hopefully, we will be reporting shortly with some great interviews. We are at the Arclight in Culver City, California, where we just got out of the world premiere of Manchild, the Shea Cotton story. And we are joined by the director of the film, Mr. Eric Pitah Herbert. First off, congratulations, Eric. You got to be proud of this thing. Very proud. I'm very excited. You know, a lot of people came out. A lot of friends, family, and a lot of people that really enjoyed the film, and it was a so it was a sellout. So um, that's always you know pleasing. Absolutely, crowd was very responsive to it. You got the standing O, right? That's it. That's it. That always feels good. Oh. You know, you can never get enough of those. Not that I got too many, but uh, you never get used to that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what drew you to this story? Well, um, like I said, I've always I'm, I'm into basketball. Played basketball when I was younger. I used to go and watch Shay, and Shay's like maybe eight years younger than me. And uh, I used to bring people out like, man, you got to come see this guy. You don't like basketball, but he will make you like basketball. And just his pure domination was just so exciting. And uh, I was like, man, if I ever do a documentary, he's going to be, you know, the subject matter. That's great. It, uh, we, we do a podcast, and one of the guys on our show went to school with James, his brother, and, and everyone knows Shay. You know, and, and so when we found out about the documentary, this was a big deal to us. And, uh, and so great. So, so there's a lot of themes going on in the film. Is there, is there a particular theme that speaks more to you that, that kind of jumped out or, or what? Um, you know what? Initially, the theme was, why didn't he make it to, to the NBA? Who was the problem? But as we got more interviews and everything, it turned into a survival story. You know, and it was about survival and perseverance over, you know, being able to overcome, you know, all these obstacles, you know, and then still occupy that space in your field of business. I mean, that just says a lot. And hopefully, you know, this to teach, you know, kids, parents and, you know, others that are, you know, in that same space. And that, that transcends basketball. I mean, that, that's everything. That's everything. You know, that's not just basketball, football, boxing, entertainment. It's everything. You know, doctors, lawyers, firemen, you know. Life. Yeah. Life. Life. Absolutely. Shea told us that there's like a ton of footage that you guys couldn't even use. It, I mean, as it is, I imagine with 90 interviews, I think it was you said, narrowing that down to, to what you had. Talk us through that process. Like, that had to be... <laughs> a feat in itself right so i got a visual statement for that this is this is here <laughs> this wasn't this color you know what i mean so those 90 interviews that's where this yeah. came and then one thing that we didn't i, I don't have an excuse for the gray in my sides but uh <laughs> but one thing that we didn't mention is there were his father taped 71 vhs tapes six hours 
each tape. Over so 400 hours of footage from fifth grade to high school. So all that footage in the film, Shay's father taped. Yes, yes. His father came. I mean, I, I, I didn't see him, but I saw pictures, and he had a big camera. You know, and that was rare. You know, parents yeah. weren't parents weren't filming games. We just started doing it with the you know with the technology of phones and different things like that. But his dad was a pioneer of filming and documenting a child's growth. And to that point, when we had Shay on the other day, we kind of thought about if Shay had played today where everyone has a, a camera and a video recorder and instant access to get that video out to the world, do you think his story would have ended up different had he played today? His story would be different and I probably won't be telling it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It'd be bigger than that. You know, it'd be much bigger where, you know, you would, he would be more compared to the Kobe Bryant's and the Michael Jordans of today. Yeah. There is something to be said, though, about when you don't have that instant access to the video, and, and it did make him kind of a mythological figure at, at such an early age, right? Yeah, it did. I mean, you could hear you know, some of the testimony from some of the interviewers that made the documentary, along with us knowing, you know, the team knowing that uh, there was plenty of people that said the same thing, that he was like a mythical figure. You know what I mean? It's like, Shay's coming. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> Shay? Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a story that, um, I believe it was Elton Brand, I think Elton Brand or Metawar Peace told, and they said that Shay actually um, was on like seven New York teams on everyone's roster. And he didn't even go to the tournament in New York, but he was on everyone's roster in them hoping that he would come out and play for him. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, it's an amazing story. What's next for the film, obviously? Um, we're going to enter it into a few more uh, film festivals. Um, right now, we're in current talks with different people as far as distribution. You know, we want this to get out to the masses. We want to, you know, let, a, let the world hear this story because we know what type of impact it's going to have. Yeah. Eric Patah Herbert, thank you so much thank for taking you. the time with us. Thank you. Appreciate you it. You should have told me I would have wore my shorts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's our excuse for dressing casual is uh, we just name the show Guys in Shorts and then we can walk in nobody thinks anything different. Joining us now is Shay's brother, James Cotton. Good, nice to meet you. When a uh, guy on our show went to school with you, Victor Costello, okay. went to Bosco. Okay. And it's funny because through you is how we found out about the story. Was oh, wow. uh, cool. Yeah, he's cool. like, I went to school with Shay's brother, cool. James. Cool. cool, good, that's good. So how's it feel to be here tonight, to see the film? What, what's the reaction? It's great for Shay because uh, he's, his story is so great. You know, he's endured, he's never quit, he's so resilient. I mean, and you have a story when you don't stop. And if no one else can see it, you can see it, you get to the end, that's the story. So he has it, he's showed it to the world, you know, he has a good, good message for the young kids, don't quit, you know. You know, he was the highest level, a lot of adversity, but he's still here, still strong, and helping out giving back, so. Absolutely, and the family, the, the strong family that you guys had was really inspiring to watch, and, and your parents, you know, the positive influence, uh, you know, that they had. Old school, throwback family, hardworking dad, mom at home supporting. We were lucky to have both parents, you know, our whole time. So um, they gave us the, the rock, the structure. You know, we, we knew hard work. We knew how to keep going and not 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 quit, keep fighting. So and it, it's transferred over everything we do in our life. So it's bittersweet because it makes it even more heartbreaking to see a good family 
that did all the right things, made all the right moves, and still kind of got kicked in the ass. At the same time, it's inspiring to see that, you know, maybe a family that didn't have that background wouldn't have turned this into a positive, which which it has, you know, with the kids and whatnot. Yeah, it can go either way. It can go two ways. Um, we we're fortunate to have a strong base, strong foundation with our parents. And um, sometimes you get kicked a little bit, but then you win, you know, and, and that's what's happening now for him. His story is, is bigger, maybe because he didn't make it and all the obstacles, because he was at the highest level. All his guys are $100 million guys, his peers. He wasn't, but he'll still have a bigger, longer lasting effect on these kids. So that's, that's hopefully what happens. So. Absolutely. So we're a Southern California based sports podcast. And I already mentioned we have a guy from Bosco that's on our on our show. You, you haven't. Absolutely. You got anything to say to I mean, all our listeners are, are, you know, former Bosco students, Southern California products. Any message for us? I'm a brave through and through, you know, a brave, uh, you know, go Braves. I mean, the, the programs have been doing amazing. I mean, you know, the academics are second to none, but the programs, the football is exciting to go watch them in the championships for the state nationally ranked the basketball program the same thing baseball has always been good so i'm a brave all the way to the end you know that's awesome james hey thank you so much appreciate it nice to meet you yeah Thanks you too time. that was james cotton everyone and now we are joined by the man of the hour mr shay cotton congratulations thank you thank you for the opportunity first reaction what's it like seeing a film about your life at the la film festival well growing up in los angeles this is like a dream come true it's surreal, the feeling, to be honest. Um, I'm just so thankful to be out for the L.A. Film Festival for giving us this opportunity of nominating us uh, to be one of the, the people that's accepted. And uh, we're looking forward to what's to come. I mean, we're getting a great report from all the people, so we're looking forward to that spreading. It's a feat in itself that you made a film about your life. I mean, I don't know how many people say, ah, I should make a documentary. I should, you know, tell this story or whatever. And you actually have done it. It's completed and it's amazing. We just watched it. Talk us through that process. How did that come about? It was uh, years in the, in the making, uh, probably over 10 years in existence. Uh, we were tempering back and forth. I was finishing up my pro career and uh, the timing when I was playing wasn't so good, but as I was laddering into retirement and the next phase of my life, my daughter was born and I, I wanted to do something powerful to leave a legacy to help a lot of people. And uh, the film materialized and timing was perfect. I mean, I think the stars are aligned now. We're 20 years post from my high school career, so we're, we're looking forward to a lot of great things. Absolutely. You obviously have a huge competitive edge. Did any of that translate into getting this movie made? Most definitely. Uh, I took the same drive in basketball that I did in the film space, and uh, I worked tirelessly with my uh, media team, our true group, and uh, they've done a great job. They brought the vision to life. I couldn't do it by myself. You know, my executive producer has, has been so supportive, so we're excited, man, and, uh, you know, words can't express the feeling right now. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it's super exciting. So you said in the film that, that your pro career kind of became a slap in the face, which, I mean, we all got that feeling from, and, and it was it was very honest of you to, to say what we were all kind of feeling. And, and is this any sort of redemption that your story is going to be told and and now it's for all time, this documentary, and, and I mean, if it even helps one kid, you know, not fall into the pitfalls that, that maybe you did with the NCAA and, and whatnot. Is there any sort of redemption there? I think it's more of a, it's, it's refreshing, you know, to be able to hear from the horse, 
you know, the true story. I mean, a lot of stories have been painted in, in the past, whether it be through the media or, you know, just people in general. And for people to hear from the actual individual where, where everything took place in my family and, you know, people that were involved that, that were part of this journey, whether it's NC2A people that was working, doing investigating, uh, coaches, scouts, players. It, it's it's really re refreshing for me and it's revealing on another end when you got NBA players speaking on your behalf that normally don't speak at all in basketball stories unless they're talking about themselves. When I think, it, I mean, we watch you on film and you had so much success at such a young age. And as, as someone who wasn't familiar with your story, and I instantly start to think of other kids who instantly had success. I think of like Michael Jackson and how he was so popular at such a young age and had everyone telling him yes. Do you, do you ever make that parallel or do you ever draw any comparisons between you and like a, like a Michael Jackson or something? Well, they, they said I was like a rock star with a traveling rock band when I was playing at my pinnacle. So, I, I mean, that's close enough. I mean, Mike is unbelievable. I mean, I, I grew up in his era, so may he rest in peace. I mean, he was amazing. Um, I felt like I know I was special, I had a gift, and I worked really hard at it, and I wanted to entertain, and I felt I accomplished my goal. I came from humble beginnings in the L.A. Harbor area. Me and my brother, we were just working to be better and stay out of trouble, you know, didn't want to get caught up in the streets like some of our peers, and basketball became a safe haven for me, and I made it my sanctuary, and I'm excited about where we're headed as, as a piece. Is there anything that the film didn't capture that was, you know, maybe left on the cutting room floor or, or something that, that it, it missed? I think just in its entirety as far as what I'm doing today, I mean, you got glimpses of the story, you know, in 78 minutes you can only paint so much of a picture, but you know, today I'm doing so much work with the kids, you know, that goes unseen and unheard, and I'm fine with that, you know, because the kids know, I mean, I'm in it for them at the end of the day, you know, the adults sometimes can be tainted, you know, they may be kind of personalized, focusing on people for favorites, and I'm just focusing on the kids, as long as the youth get what they want out of this and they're, they're better people, then I accomplish my goal. I was just talking to your brother, James, about how it, it was so bittersweet to see such a good family. Your, your mom and dad obviously gave you and your brother a good foundation and, and steered you in the right direction with sports and getting involved and, and all that stuff. And it made it sting so much more when you guys did all the right things and then kind of got kicked in the pants by the NCAA and, and you know the pitfalls that, that happened. Well, that's the thing. I mean, most importantly about my story, people need to look at the drive, you know, the integrity as well as the resilience. You know, everybody looks at when you win, how you act, but it's how you handle your losses was more important. I think adversity builds character and people can build from this from this documentary. It's it's a story of drive, you know, resilience, and it's a humanitarian story. It's bigger than basketball. So I think anybody, whatever category they can pull from this story, it's real life experiences and, you know, devastations that happen sometimes. Absolutely. Well, you got the standing ovation. That's got to feel good. It does. And you know what? That's been a consensus, surprisingly, uh, at every step. We, we, we showed it in L.A. in a private screening. We did it in Toronto for All-Star Weekend. We did it in New York and then here for L.A. Film Festival. And everybody that sees it, they want to be proactive and do something to help. So it's exciting. That's great. Well, lump us in that category of anyone that can do anything and help because uh, we're definitely fans. Uh, love what you're doing with the kids and, and the positive message that, that it comes from because we're all Southern California kids and, and you, you speak to us all. So thank you for that. We appreciate your, your honesty in the film. And, and if there's anything guys in shorts can do for you, let us know. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Shay. Thanks so much. Take care.